Good morning and welcome once again to Oakwood Connects. We're going to be looking at some verses here that seem a little odd coming from Christ. Well, good morning. I am here once again with Elder Jelani Gray. Good morning. Hello. Uh, good to be here. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Because this would be very boring if it was just my voice. <laughs> People would go away very quickly. So, last week we looked at some verses that Christ was warning us not to judge. And then in the very next verse here, uh, Matthew chapter 7, starting at verse 6, we're going to read verses uh, 6 through 12 of Matthew chapter 7. And Elder, do you have that? Sure, I have it. And I'll start at verse 6. The Bible says, Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. Um, that word rend means tear or pull apart, split mm. or rip up with violence. Um, and it continues in verse 7. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Verse 9 says, Or what man is there of you whom if his son asks bread will give him a stone? Verse 10, Or if he ask a fish will he give him a serpent? Uh, verse 11 says, If ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him. Verse 12, Therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do you even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Mm. So, you know, right away when we were, when I was looking at this, when we were getting our, our thoughts together, verse 6 just seems like so contradictive to everything else that Christ says. And that's you know, a heavy verse. It, it really is. He says, you know, do not give what is holy to dogs nor cast out pearls before swine. At least they trample them under their feet and turn turn and tear you into pieces. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, prior to this, we were just told we shouldn't judge and all right. these things. But yet here he is saying, once again, to have discernment. And that's the problem when we take uh, verses out of context, mm -hmm. right? Uh, no, contrary to what the world wants us to believe, we're not supposed to be some dumb lump with no thoughts. Christ is saying, no, actually have discernment. Mm -hmm. If anybody should have discernment, it should be you, by right. the way, those who are in Christ. And don't cast pearls before swine. When you hear that, what does that, what's that make you think of? You know, when I see, uh, and when it starts off in the verse, give not that which is holy. Mm. Um, so we're, we're talking of... Uh, the word of God or witnessing here. Right. And it says unto dogs, neither cast your pearls before swine. So the Bible is precious. It's a pearl. It's something to be valued. And, but I think this verse is also talking about there's an individual that the person is, is witnessing to that their character has seems to have made a decision that is contrary or anti to what God is or what uh, you're trying to portray to them. And they've made a decision that, listen, whatever you're coming with, I'm not interested in that. But mm -hmm. what I'm going to do to you is when you bring that precious word, 
I'm going to try to wound you and hurt you. And when you spend your time with me, it's going to start degrading you. Right. And I'm starting to hurt you and it's starting to affect you. You know, what I'm hearing you say, too, and, and just right away, what, what I'm picking up is that, you know, this isn't somebody that... Um, you met once. Right. Right. I mean, right. I think that's why this verse is so hard because mm-hmm. I think this is a hard verse for Christians. Right. Because, again, what if you're not a Christian, you don't understand this heart change that right. happens to you. And this heart change makes, you know, you get this heart that is softened. And all of a sudden, you know, again, the reason you don't judge is because you're you realize you're in this boat with everybody else this this boat of sin if you will and and now your heart changes and now those who you really desire to be to have this as well you know to be eternally with somebody or or those what everything that christianity uh represents or right. or, or, or is part of you want that for your for other people, especially those that you love, your so you, family. So that's what I was going to ask you. So yeah. you're saying that it could be someone personal, and you're trying to get them to see this thing. And who can hurt you more? Absolutely, <laughs> it cool. is family. It is family that hurts the yeah. worst, right? I mean, you know, I, I as an elder, I'm sure you've dealt with this too. What you really, a lot of what you see in the church. Uh, I don't want to. I always try to make sure I don't use words that are exaggeration. So I don't. I don't a lot, but you see a lot of times in church, uh-huh. um, moms who are grieving for mm-hmm. uh, children right. that have left the church, right. and they carry around this guilt right. of uh, of of their children that have left the church, and. Those moms, you know, the desire they have for their kids, you see it, and they will do anything for that kid. Right. And ultimately, what always seems up happening is, is that their goodness, mom's goodness, gets taken advantage of mm-hmm. by this kid mm-hmm. who they're just desiring to save. Right. You know, but as you pointed out, this unfortunately, this whole Christian thing, it it, it fortunately and unfortunately. It does come down to an individual's choice. Right. And if they have, like you said, if they have turned their back, then there is really not a lot you can do. Listen, sometimes you have to just say, look, God, you're going to have to continue with this guy. Right. Or this girl or mm-hmm. this person. I, I There's nothing else I can do here. You the, see what I'm saying? And and, and not saying the person, not saying that... Um, you know, God and the Holy Spirit, they, they continue to continue to chase this person. Amen, right. But but time is of the essence. And sometimes you got to be like, okay, you know, remember when the disciples, they're trying to cast out demons, they can't do it. Sometimes you just got to be like, look, I can't mess with this. God, you're going to have to supersede what I am p- capable of. Mm-hmm. And I got to roll on to the next. And this is, uh, this is really where, if I could steal from my brother, Larry Sendow, he always says this, where the rubber meets the road. Right. When it comes to, when it comes to our faith, mm-hmm. there are some times where our efforts are, we, we've used them. We're tapped right. out. Right. Now we have to have faith right. that all the praying. And right. by the way, this doesn't say stop praying for them. Right. You can continue to right. pray. But what this is talking about, um, let, let me finish one thought and then I'll go to the other right. one. Uh, this is talking, uh, having faith that the Holy Spirit will do his job, mm-hmm. that God is indeed, he does care for every single person, even that child that you might think right. has you know, turn their back completely. Right. This is why we're told not to judge because we don't know that mm-hmm. for sure. And mm-hmm. we, we can never figure those things out. 
so we continue. But what this is talking about is being, um, there's another verse that calls it a clanging symbol. Mm -hmm. You know, before I was, you know, once again, before I was converted, before I was a Christian, and somebody would uh, tell me about the love of Jesus, and it wasn't they were doing it wrong necessarily, mm -hmm. but to me it was like a, just a clinging symbol. Right. It was just noise to me mm -hmm. when I didn't understand what they were trying to say. Now, but again, this goes even deeper because this is some you know that was a stranger telling me that, and and it always kind of came off abrasive. Could have been their fault. Could have been my fault. Mm -hmm. But. Uh, my point is, this is a little different, though, what we're talking about. This is somebody that we are in, uh, uh, what's the word I want? I'm losing the relationship. word Relationship. Our relationship. Yeah. Exactly. This is somebody that we've, uh, there's time involved, love involved, feelings involved, all those things. Yeah. Um, and, and again, like you said, these are the people that could probably hurt you the most. Right. You know, contrary to what is believed about Christians, we don't preach the gospel because we want to prove we're right. Right. It, it really is this heart thing. Yeah, it's an emotional tie to it because you know that this person desperately needs what what you know they need. Mm -hmm. Because eternity, uh, you know, we're, we're surrounded by, you know, this world. You know, sin is the issue. Right. That's the problem. And so you know that if they know God or Jesus Christ what that's going to do for them, plus eternity is on the line. Right. And you know that they want that. You know they need that. You know they'd be so happy if they had it. But the problem is this person is like, look, I'm not trying to hear that. What I am going to do is use, or like you were saying earlier, use my position and hurt you Yeah, uh, by doing it. And mm -hmm. so really we're looking at a character flaw or character issue um, mm -hmm. in, in verse 6. You know, here is the... Once again, it's beautiful once you get it, mm -hmm. but it's also pretty horrible if you don't get it. Right. This is where this element of free will gets in the way. Yeah. You know, uh, the pastor talks about this, and he had a sermon about this. He's had a couple sermons about it, but it really does make sense. We need free will in order to have true love. Right. And he used the scenario of if I'm holding a gun to my, my wife's head and ask her asking her if she loves right. me that's and she says true. yes. Right. Well that's not love. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we need free will, because of the original accusation from Satan where, hey, these guys, they worship God. God, they only worship you because they have to, right. because they're scared of you, because they don't know any better. We have to have free will. Right. God says, no, they'll love me because they know who I am. Yeah, I think it's so hard to, to then now in this verse is what it's talking about, where you have to essentially move on. Right. And be like, man, I can't even stay here anymore. Right. And that's long. the unfortunate part, right? If you get the free will, if you use your free will for the uh, proper thing, and, and you love God and you love your fellow man, hey, that's a pretty fulfilled life. Right. Unfortunately, most of the world has taken their free will and has decided, I'm not going to. Yes. And so they're miserable and they're saying, they're, you hear things all the time like, you know, well, where's God? Well, maybe the question you should be asking is, God's there. Where are you? Right. You know? Um, well, Jesus experienced that when he was here. Right. You know, the world. They said the world knew, uh, knew him not. They didn't love him. Every effort that he tried to pour into people, most of them rejected him. Right. And so, so he experienced that. This same verse, and I think he's speaking on that as well. 
Yeah. And, and, and basically why he's saying that. He's like, listen, remember when he was in certain towns, right? Mm-hmm. Certain towns would not receive him. What did Jesus do? Mm-hmm. He dusted his feet off. And he moved on. Or moved on. You see what I'm saying? Now, it hurt. You, listen, God is love, mm-hmm. right? It hurt him to do that. Right. But, but the benefits mm-hmm. and the love and all those things that he offered, the healing and all those things that he was able to do freely, unfortunately, certain people... And certain whole towns of people missed out on that. But God made the decision, I got to go after those who are really, truly seeking for me. Wow, you're, you're making me think, you know, those who who have like the son or the daughter they might have taken or, you know, they might have left or, you know, the spouse or whatever. Boy, that's just one person. Christ loves this whole planet. Yeah. And most have turned their backs. Yeah. Mm. And, and listen, it hurts, man, when you're dealing with family. Yeah. Listen, uh, you know, growing up, my, my mother's family, um, uh, my mother became uh, a Christian. And uh, they were in the Baptist faith. And they were uh, studiers, man. Uh, my grandmother and all that. And, and I remember a tent effort came to town. And, um, and one of my aunts went to it. And brought that back to the family. Then they all went, mm. and I remember the change in those things that happened in, my, in that family. But my father's side, you know, he he became Adventist. It's a long story about someone witnessing to him with just a track. Back then, they used to hand out tracks, mm-hmm. just almost like the clothes tracks, right? And 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 they were able to witness him. He came into faith, but he was the only one. Most of his brothers uh, died uh, uh, with not with not accepting Jesus or having anything to do with him. So the two sides were. You could see that my father's side. You know, he would try and try and try. Right. He loved his family. He loved his brothers and sisters desperately. Mm-hmm. But but it hurt him to know that they would not give up. And, and give their life to Jesus Christ. Right. And I think that that's what, and unfortunately, he had to just pray for them and, and truly move on and witness to those who wanted him. And I think if you keep reading, um, he goes on to describe this, this um, you know, in verse 7, he says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. That That's a call for those who are truly doing this or asking or seeking or actively seeking him. And what does he say? He says, for everyone that asketh, receiveth. So he's saying, if you want this, if you want what I have, just ask and I will give it to you. Right. And he says, seek it, whoever seeking finds. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. So that you see the different transition here from verse six to verse seven. Mm-hmm. It's not even. Re- I mean, I, there's definitely a transition, but he's there at the same time in that transition. What I, I'm also seeing is is hope. Yeah. For yeah. for not only it it is the very definition of a transition. He's going from one verse where he's saying, "Hey, there's going to be people that right. are are not going to um, accept me, and you're going to have to move on." But he also gives you hope in the transition. Right. He's saying, uh, "Ask, right. and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, it will be open." Yes, there will be those other doors that are opening. That doesn't mean, once again, that you just left the other person no. in a pit. No, no, continue to pray for them. Continue. Mm-hmm. And when those doors open, go ahead and go in them. That's right. But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, he is. That's exactly what's going on here. He's saying, "Look, there are others out there who are looking for it." Mm-hmm. Um, uh, verse eight: For everyone who asks, receive; and he who seeks, finds; and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Yeah, you know, a lot of um, 
issues in our world today is, you know, sin is reigning. And so doors are closed. A lot of people don't experience love. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that have divorce and these things. And these are in the church, too, as right. well. But but there's so much hurt and so much pain for those who are not actively involved with our Savior. And so, you know, this this being asked, saying, listen, I will give you what you're looking for. You know, a lot of times uh, when I, I did a sermon in a while back when, you know, looking at Israel and, 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 and God was asking them, why are you trying to fill cisterns that has holes in them? Mm-hmm. You know, you're pouring water and it's just running out. And so you're trying to fill these things with, with, with all this other stuff that's empty and just continue to be holes in your life. I'm the member of the living water thing right. that mm-hmm. if you take and drink of this, meaning those holes that are gaping inside of you will be filled. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what gives hope in these verses for the person who's literally seeking. Why are they seeking? Because this is this issue with they have no hope. They have all of these obstacles and problems in their lives. And he's saying, listen, all you have to do is ask. How many times, how, how can you just, how can, there's so many times where you go, like, for a job and, and want to be, uh, you know, get a higher position and that mm-hmm. door is shut. Right. You know, that's not too many things in this world that's going to be open to you. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Only a few. There's only, like, stars. There's only 1% of these people on the planet <laughs> right. who get to do certain things or have all this money and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But this thing here is saying, listen, when you ask for it, I'm going to give it to you. Wow, there's not too many things in this world that has that confidence where you can say, man, if I ask God for this, he's going to open this door and give it to me. You can't say that about most things in this world. No, you're right. And so when God says he is the way, the truth, and the life, you know, it it, it really is legitimately the way, the truth. That's it. You know, know, you're making me think as we're talking about this. the changing in order to get somebody to, you know, trying to put a, a round peg in a square hole, as right. they say, it, you know, it makes me think of the church itself. Mm-hmm. You know, the churches are doing this exact same thing. Yeah. You know, it's amazing what churches are doing now. We seem to be accepting more and more things in order to, again, put that round to to go after to put pearls before swine, right. if you will, right. in hopes that that they'll, you know. That somehow selling out will help people change, you know, which really what you're saying is what's been consistent through Scripture as we go through Scripture is God's consistent. You need to change, right? right? right. As as opposed to the church changing for the world. You know, it always makes me think of, I always use this scenario. I've used it a thousand times. We always, I feel like churches sometimes on a whole, we kind of act like the nerd with right. the prom queen, right. Right? right? If the prom queen shows us a little bit of attention, we right. get all excited, right. right? But here's the problem with that. More than likely, after you have your little talk with the prom queen, yeah. she's probably making fun of you. Right, right. You know? So you've lost your dignity. She hasn't come over to your side, if you will. Right. And and, and that's what churches are doing right yeah. now. They're yeah. going out to the world as the prom queen, and they're like, please just accept us a little right. bit. That's you know? what you're saying. And, yeah. and so, you know... Instead of being steadfast, instead of staying true, 
you know, when you you said it, when people are looking for something, they're not looking for the same thing that they can find anywhere else. Mm-hmm. They're looking for something different. Right. You know, when the verse continues in verse 9, or what man is there of you whom if his son asks bread will give him a stone, and or if he asks a fish will give him a serpent? But verse 11 really shocked me. It says, if ye then being evil mm. know <laughs> how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more should your father which is in heaven give good things to him that ask of him? See, this is, this is what I, you know, I has, had this talk with my family. I was like, listen, you know, there, we can't trust us. Right. <clears throat> the Bible describes our heart as evil above all things, right? Mm -hmm. And continually that way. So there's nothing good in us. Mm -hmm. Nothing. No. You know, you may do good things. Sure. But but, but with us, the human, there's nothing good in us. Right. But there's good in Jesus. There's Mm -hmm. good in what he does. And so he's describing, saying, listen, if you, being as as ridiculous as you are, Mm -hmm. can give good things to your children or give what is requested... Then look at me. Look how I'm coming. Right. You know. Look how I roll. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as the young people say. Right. Look how I do. And so I think that if um, we're saying it, probably the young people aren't saying it anymore. Probably not. <laughs> That's probably about, about 15. I give about 15 years ago. <laughs> Listen, I got gray all in my beard. So if if my daughter ever heard this, she'd be like, No, I don't think so. <laughs> That's what we used to say. Right. Uh, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, this verse always kind of it always makes me grin a little bit because it says you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children right you know you hear you hear so much about if you know if the government wants more money what do they always say won't somebody think of the children right, right? right. i mean it, it, it always goes that way and and when you hear people once again i'm saying without christ they'll say you know best case scenario your family stays together Best case scenario, and your kids like you yeah. at the end of the, at the end of your life, right? right? That's be- no. Not, let's let's change that. Even they don't embarrass you right. very much. Right. So that's the best case scenario. And so you'll hear people talk about how great they are because they like kids, or the newest thing it seems like is how great they are because they'll give to charities that will take care of animals. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know that seems to really be it. It kind of reminds me of a. Uh, of an old kid, kid uh, not Kid Rock, Chris Rock yeah. uh, skit, you know, where he talks about, you know, I take care of my kids. And he says, well, you're supposed to, right? right? This is the only <laughs> Adventist podcast you'll hear Chris Rock talked about, right. by the way. But, you know, it's uh, you're supposed to do those things. Right. That's the very minimum you can do. Yeah. And by the way, most people are only doing the bare minimum. They're living in the house with yeah. their kids. They're not really getting in there, you know. Yeah. But He's saying so you can acknowledge right. that you should do those things. Yeah. And, How much more? Then? Yeah, and, and think of it. We we tend to think of good things mm-hmm. as mon- money, right, and riches and all mm-hmm. these things. But listen, I think a good thing is I ain't in jail, right? I understand. I think a good thing is that that I'm I don't have a, a ticket or a, a, a facing jail time. Third, you know, those are good things that my children are healthy. That that I'm healthy. You mm-hmm. know, uh, those those are good things. The Bible's talking about. And listen. Those good things, he's saying, listen, eternal life, hello. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a pretty good thing. Right. And so the, the law, of, and the, this is where we have the law of God. He said, listen, 
that thing ain't burdening somebody. You know, I, I've set this here for your happiness. Right. And of course, the devil wants to change that into God is restrictive and all those things. But but the, the Bible says good things that he wants you to have a, a beautiful life, not free of trials and tribulations and all those things. That's not what it's talking about. Good things that's leading, I believe, to eternal life. Right. You know, you're absolutely yeah. right. I mean, it's, it's a... It's, once again, these are those things. It's hard to explain a, as a Christian. I before I was a Christian, I was never at peace. Yeah, I always, you know, I was always worried about what be, what might be happening at the job, what be, might be happening with relationships, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And with Christianity, with Christ, uh, it's not like all those things went away, but there is this peace that you have that you can't describe. Unless you have it, that's right. You know, it's really hard to to describe. Yes, you know, I can. Uh, both of us can talk about this. Both of us have health problems, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And there are things that you worry about when those things come up. Mm-hmm. But yet, you still have a peace, and you have hope. For goodness' sake, oh Amen. my goodness! You know, and that's why you know we we don't we have a different understanding about death and all these things because we're like, look here, I know what's promised me. Right. You know, I'm a I'm a believer in what God is saying, um, and and those good things can be peace of mind. Right. Uh, you know, not too many people have that. And this is most of the world. You know, uh, I, I, t- I was talking to my wife about this and and, and you know, we, we, we have the bills and we have the, uh, you know, the, the dealing with the children and then you have school and you have work and you have all these things trying to stay in this thing. You know, mm-hmm. when, when God is saying, listen, let me take care of that. I'm the one who gives you these things. A peace of mind, the goodness, and your children, and all these things to be healthy, and all those things. So I believe that it's not just about money. Yes, he will give you that as well. But ultimately, he's like, look, through all of the things in your life, look for me. That's what's Amen. good in this life. Right. It's not your you know money and all this other stuff. But what I offer is leading to something that you know the Bible says we won't we can't even imagine Amen. what's coming for us. You know, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. You, you, you know, seek me, seek thee first, the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. You, you talk about your family, and I think of you know I often have this guilt of I don't get my. My kids don't. Um, what do I? I don't give them a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have mm-hmm. a lot of things, and and we don't go on a lot of vacations and stuff like that. And it always kind of makes you feel bad. But at the same time, because of Christ being first in in our house, uh, my kids aren't going anywhere. That's They're right. not trying to That's leave. Right. You know sure. what I mean? They're very comfortable there. Yep. There is a peace there that, again, is not understood until you have. That's right. what Christ is trying to and, give and I, and I, all you know, those good things. When yeah. I when I have worship with my children, and you know we're establishing this this understanding of God, this love for Him. Mm-hmm. My parents did a wonderful job at doing that, and I believe that's why I'm still here today. And now I'm passing that down to my children. But the issue after I finish, you know, I always tell them I love them. Mm-hmm. But then I ask them. Who else loves you? Mm. And they say, and they say Jesus, right? Because we want, you know, with all of the bad in this world, sometimes we can get lost, and people aren't loved. People don't have peace. People don't have the things that we know is is salvational. Mm-hmm. And so, when they hear Jesus and get a hold of what He is, 
my goodness, it is a life-changing thing. And to know there's somebody there that all the other people will fail you, everything else will fail you. But a constant thing is all you have to do is ask. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, that just blows me away. Amen. Mm. So the love of God is what's the most important gift. Oh, man. And even when we're trying to uh, give that to others and they won't accept it, just know that there's something higher than us. That's it. Mm. That is willing to give that that love that is given to us. Wow. Therefore, whatever what men do to you, also do to them. Mm. For this is the law and the prophets. Amen.